The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Another episode of Turnbuckle Talk in partnership with TheChairShot.com presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTALKPOD. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Mighty Joe Morin and Carl Carafel. I am Carl Carafel. And I am joined by my broadcast partner here, Mighty Joe Morin, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. We have an amazing episode out for you guys today. Normally around this time of the year, everyone is doing their uh, best of, worst of, whatever types of programs. We're not going to do that. What we're going to do this year is something super simple and quick for everyone and give you what you want, our regular show. So, WWE, meh. Ring of Honor, where have they been? <laughs> Impact Wrestling, they're making some good partnerships. All Elite Wrestling, holding steady with said partnerships. And New Japan Pro Wrestling, freaking fantastic. There we go, that's 2020 in a nutshell when it comes to everything for professional wrestling right now what i'm going to do is i'm going to turn it over to the curator of topics our buddy right over there mighty joe morin yes uh, thank you carl and uh, this is our it's our last episode of 2020 it's episode 199 it's very uh we didn't plan it this way carl it's our our last episode of the hundreds and it's happening right at the very end of 2020 uh, it, it just the, the, everything just lined up for that to happen i don't know why <laughs> so, uh, yeah. no, super good. I, I, that's fine. <laughs> and to, to start off uh, this week here though, Carl, we do have to unfortunately start off on a sad note. Um, John Huber, uh, better known as Luke Harper and uh, Brody Lee. Uh, we did lose him very abruptly, uh, the other day. And uh, what I want to do is I'm going to, uh, to pull up uh, a picture what I think is a very, a very, very nice picture in this case here, and I'm, I'm going to play some audio, and then we're going to, to talk, about Mr. John Huber. So we're going to mute our microphones, and then we're going to listen to this story here. It's cool to me to, and I hold on to so much stuff from my wrestling that uh, I have the card from when I wrestled Undertaker. I have uh, posters. I have all the posters we've been on. I have all my figures, and I have them not for me, but. Someday, I maybe want to hand it to my son and say, hey, here. And if he wants it or not, but I've been given the opportunity to give that to him. And uh, 
he's one of the biggest fans in the world. So <laughs> for him to be able to see what I've done and uh, the person that it's made me, uh, I, I can't, uh, can't really describe it. It's, it's, I guess if I had a goal in life, it was to be as good a dad as my dad. And I think I'm on my way. <laughs> and uh, I guess for me to be able to do that, it's super special. As much as you know, you want to talk about like John Huber's, a, you know, as a person, Huber Boy 2, Brody Lee, Luke Harper are all Jonathan Huber and I'm that because of those three personalities, I guess, in professional wrestling. Made me what I am. It's, uh, it's very powerful. gentlemen um, a little tribute and a, a 10 bell salute to mr john huber um this one was pretty uh this one was very emotional here here carl uh, I, I don't i can't really remember the last time that i've seen such an outpouring of emotion and feelings and memories for an individual in the professional wrestling business has passed away um I wasn't aware that he had so many friends and so many connections in professional wrestling here, Carl. And uh, boy, I mean, like, I have a lot of wrestling connections on Facebook. And I mean, I think literally every single person posted something about this. I cannot remember the last time that has happened, Carl. Me either, to be honest with you. It was uh, very beautiful to see. Um, I mean, the, the entire thing just... 100% shocking but just really amazing to see and and kind of what I hope is that uh, all of these people that did show their outpouring of love um, I hope that they did that for him in real life and showed him that and not just in these unfortunate circumstances did that happen um, yeah. but just, just, just amazing I just want to we're at the end of the year. So I just want to thank first, uh, you know, our friends over at the signature spot. Um, they did something here and I screenshot it so that I could, I could read it off here. And they, okay. they said, let's take a moment to pay our respects to those we lost from the professional wrestling community in 2020. So, uh, Pampero Furpo, Rocky Johnson, Howard Finkel, Shad Gaspar, Hannah Kimura, Mr. Wrestling 2, Kamala, Bullet Bob Armstrong, Road Warrior Animal, Tracy Smothers, Pat Patterson, Zeus, Kevin Green, 
Danny Hodge, and John Huber, Brody Lee. Yeah, um, a lot of significant names in there, uh, Carl, and uh, just adding already to a very stressful year. Um, yeah, there, there are some significant names, and uh, you know, not to take a, anything away, but uh, th- those uh, were a lot of uh, important individuals as well. But I mean, Sir John Huber, I mean, wow, like uh, he was clearly loved by everybody, and from what I have seen, you know, especially in doing the research for this episode, um, devoted father, an amazing father. And, uh, you know, really, um, you know, I have to give him props on an amazing human being and, uh, not only great in the wrestling ring, but, uh, being uh, a dad and a human being as well. So it's, uh, man, this guy, uh, it's sad. Carl, and he's just, he's around our age too. That's the, that was the, yep. the part that was so <laughs> sad about it. You know, he's, I think he's only a year older than myself. Yes. Oh man, it's tough. And um, but I mean, he'll be remembered, and all of his stuff is on uh, the WWE Network, and uh, a lot of his independent work. I mean, you can if you want to go catch any of his matches. It's not too difficult to find. And man, he was good. And, he uh, definitely was. I and I mean, even even today, if you were to go onto Twitter uh, or Instagram or any of those social media platforms, and uh, just take a look, and just just hashtag John Huber. Um, like you can, you can see all the independent work that, that he did and you can see stuff from the WWE and you can see stuff from everywhere that he's really had a, uh, an impact on. Uh, you can definitely see all of that because the people that shared those times with him are posting those onto those social media platforms. So, yeah. uh, definitely you want to see some, some different things, just short little video clips of, uh, how people remember, then go and take a look at those. Yeah, for sure. And I know hopefully we did uh, some justice here as well. Um, All right, Carl, let us uh, move on to our next topic here uh, this weekend. Uh, This is actually uh, as per uh, listener suggestion, and uh, it's going to come up actually a few times in this episode. And we are talking about the, uh, oh, let me uh, change that. We uh, disappeared there. Uh, There we go. All right. We're talking about Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb for the NWA Women's Championship. Uh, this was on the United Wrestling uh, Network, which is um, you know a partnership with the NWA. Uh, Carl, did you have a chance to, to check out this match? I hope so. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> this, just in general, before we get to some of the details here, this is how women's professional wrestling should be. Uh, in simplest terms, this is good female professional wrestling. Wow. Now, was this the most spectacular matchup of all of women's professional wrestling history? No, uh, definitely it was not. But given what we've been seeing lately from women's professional wrestling, especially from the larger uh, companies, whether it be WWE, whether it be all elite wrestling, even the NWA with their women's division has been freaking phenomenal and fantastic um both of these women have both been in the business a very very long time uh serena deeb was a female trainer at the performance center with the wwe for a while as well Uh, i mean the two of them wow like it 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 literally literally blew my mind watching this matchup going this is how women's professional wrestling should be right now and unfortunately it's not. It's a lot more of just tits and ass being shaken in the ring and putting people through announce tables every single freaking week. 
not professional wrestling. This was professional wrestling. Yeah, it, it was really a, a treat to watch, uh, especially if you're somebody like myself that really likes the in-ring aspect of professional wrestling. I mean, these two, I mean, just said they work so well together. There's a, a, an ongoing rivalry that's being, you know, supported and it's being done the kind of the right way. Uh, I mean, this is a feud or rivalry, whatever you want to call it, that, that could be done for years. I mean, these two are absolutely fantastic. Uh, even if they wanted to tag team, I mean, there's just so much that you could do and pull from. And, um, the the only downside here, Carl, is that there aren't fans in attendance live to enjoy this and to add a little bit more to the atmosphere. That's the only thing. It doesn't fall flat. I mean, with almost any other two, currently it, it might fall flat. I mean, these two uh, still made it good for, for what it is. That, that's my only takeaway in the negative aspect of things is that we just didn't quite have that atmosphere in the arena but they they make up for it to the commentary team um on the show it was uh, was really well done um and like i said just the, the two in the ring made it um if this would have been really any other two uh it probably wouldn't have been as good and in, in this case but uh yeah just uh i, I can't speak any more highly of this uh, just it's um <laughs> it, it was fantastic uh, it, this is a something that i think that a lot of other women especially in the, the quote-unquote top company, need to take some tips and some pointers from this match. This is how you do you it. see, I, I kind of have to agree, uh, disagree with you a little bit. Okay. Um, you say here that if it had been any other two, that it, I, I, I think if it had been either one of these ladies hmm. with someone else, I think it would have been fantastic. Yep. Because both Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa both can hold their own they can help anyone else that's inside of that ring. They can make the matches 10-star if they have to. Yeah. Um, so I think if it had been Thunder Rosa versus someone else, still would have been amazing. Serena versus someone else, still would have been amazing. Yeah. Um, and you talked about the rivalry that can happen between these two. I think we're going to continue to see a rivalry because we had Serena Deeb with the championship, losing it to Thunder Rosa. Spoiler alert, in this match... Thunder Rosa loses it back to Serena Deeb. Yep. So they're, they're really playing on that whole give and take uh, aspect of the professional wrestling with the championship, which is bloody amazing. And I am excited, excited to see what's going to come with these two over the next little while. And what I like too is that um, the, the the championship belt. Uh, I'm still old school. I like to call it a belt. It it, it looks like a, an old school women's professional wrestling belt. It's not the same size as uh, the men's. It's not a, a Velcro belt. This is an actual women's professional wrestling title belt. And uh, yeah. in, the, in the middle, they even like have the the spot for like the picture of the uh, yep. of the current champion. Just it, it's it's classy, and uh, yeah, I really oh, dig yeah. it. And alongside this too, if if you're somebody out there that's looking for some really high level women's professional wrestling and you're not getting it where you're at, especially in WWE right now, the, the two best venues that I can suggest for you is on the Japanese side of things over in stardom, go and check them out. They have a lot of free content on YouTube and they do have a subscription service, very similar to new Japan. They're actually in partnership with new Japan pro wrestling and their subscription is actually fairly inexpensive and well worth the money and women of wrestling. If you haven't had a chance yes. to check them out, uh, some of the, the best are coming up through there. I mean, even uh, Piper's daughter, Teal uh, Piper has been working with them. 
Hammond. Uh, they have some yep. top-notch trainers there as well. They're oh, really yes. kind of grooming um, the uh, the upcoming uh, newer blood coming through women's professional wrestling. So for those of you who are maybe a little down and think that there isn't any good women's professional wrestling around, there actually is quite a bit. You just need to <laughs> to dig a little bit. But it, it boy, yeah. boy, is it ever there. And I'm it glad is. to see that it's still alive and good because it's not so much in some other places. That's right. All right, so going along with women's professional wrestling, and you had <laughs> actually made a brief a hint to it. It was almost a segue, you know, mentioning TNA here, Carl. But uh, I'm actually going to, to pull her back up because I think it, it really does kind of help illustrate the point here. And we are talking breast augmentation in women's professional wrestling. Um, this is something that um, I've thought about of uh, bringing up as a topic on uh, previous episodes, but we've gone 199 episodes, Carl, without <laughs> talking about breast augmentation in professional wrestling. I'm amazed that we never actually uh, touched on it. But um, I thought I would put Serena's picture up because uh, if you remember back in her time in WWE with the Straight Edge Society with CM Punk, she was actually somebody who's very underutilized in that role. Even back yes. then, she was an excellent talent in the ring. But just visually, the difference, um, I can't really put it side by side here, but she had big breasts, Carl. It's about the best way I can put it on this program. And now you know, she looks a lot more kind of athletic and just more of like a, just an average looking woman, woman especially in that kind of area. Yep. Um, and it's interesting, Carl, because we're seeing a bit of a trend going back in this direction. Charlotte, we had mentioned I think actually last week, you know, she had her implants removed. Um, what's your take on this? I'm, I'm curious. Uh, is do you like just the kind of more like the natural kind of look or is the, the, the breast augmentation uh, approach something that's a little bit more up your alley? I think it, it really all boils down to a uh, creepy old Vince McMahon <laughs> who likes to look at tits. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're I, not wrong. Right. I mean, you, you take a look at a lot of the other promotions that are out there. They're, they're not really, um, a lot of the other promotions aren't putting a focus on a women's chesticular region, mm-hmm. right? Like that's, let's be honest here. That is a focus within the WWE and because it is entertainment. So Vince McMahon wants to have the most beautiful, luxurious looking women, the blonde hair, blue eyed, big breasted, uh, you know, small, tiny waist type of person <laughs> right yeah. like that's that's what he's looking for in a woman and then in the guys he's looking for like the Braun Strowmans those big strong muscular type of guys right yeah. and I think unfortunately that's what it boils down to is is that these these women are uh, you know Vince is kind of the company I'm not I'm not just specifically saying Vince the, the company is kind of pushing that entertainment uh, level and saying hey we need you to look like this right and then so these women are kind of going, well, okay, if, if, if I want to get that, that brass ring that's up there somewhere, yeah. maybe I need to go and do this. And then they go and do it. And then, you know, after a while, they start to, uh, they start to damage. They start to deteriorate. They start to break because of, you know, falls on the mat and stuff. And then they have to get them removed. And then, I mean, are you going to continue to put yourself through that? Or are you finally going to say, hey, enough's enough here i did this for you for a while like let's let's talk about things here right Mm -hmm. um 
I think really that's what it all boils down to. I, I, I would rather see uh, a natural person going out there and giving me a good professional wrestling match yeah. than to see a plastic Barbie doll out there giving me uh, a little shake and dance inside of the ring. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, you know, the obviously it can be visually appealing in, in the other uh, side of things, uh, and I do get that. But alongside that, I mean, not only with the, the health risks, I mean, especially, you know, this is a very physical profession that we're dealing with in professional wrestling. If you, if you were to land on those, I mean, there's a potential there for uh, internal injury. And as well, I mean, uh, and we see this in other sports like uh, tennis uh, and stuff like that where, where there's been some talents there's been some athletes that have been large breasted and they've had to actually have them reduced uh to internet outrage but you know it, it's uh <laughs> it, it, it's something that quite frankly gets in the way uh with a lot of them especially ones that um that are a little bit more larger than usual it, it gets in the way of what they're trying to do uh, you know whether it be in the wrestling ring whether it be on a tennis court whether it be on a on a bowling lane whether it be on an ice hockey rink you, you name it uh it's something that just physically kind of gets in the way and i like you i would prefer just a natural look and but again too i mean if you're somebody who's naturally big breasted you may want to get them reduced just because it can get in the way of your profession quite frankly like i said not even just the profession but but daily life itself i mean uh, i i know of women who have had to had their uh their breasts uh reduced Mm -hmm. because it was putting strain on their front it was putting strain on their back it was just physically detrimental to them so they had to get their breasts reduced it's just it's part of life yeah i mean yeah, I mean, that's what it is, right? And uh, so so for their own health and their own safety and for their own comfort to go through their life, not even just professionally, but just life itself, they had to get them reduced. Yeah. This is a topic that we'll likely have to revisit, Carl. I think, you know, once we uh, get into the new year, we're going to have to maybe reach out to a female wrestling talent if, if we all can, or just uh, a woman in the business and uh, revisit this topic to kind of get the, the feminine uh, take on this because uh, sure. I'm, I'm curious uh, to see kind of what their take is on it as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we'll definitely be revisiting that, I think. All right, man, let us shift over to a little bit more WWE stuff. We probably won't spend a lot of time on this topic, but I, th- I thought I would mention it because it's kind of a little curious uh, to me, at least. Uh, we're talking the uh, the Christmas edition of SmackDown, and they did some relatively high numbers here, Carl, for the first half of the show pretty much they did uh, close to 4 million viewers and then in the second uh, part of the program it dipped down to just above 2 million so I think they averaged at just under uh, like 3.5 or close to 4 million Um, was this likely just due to the fact that everybody's at home and it just happened to be something that everybody ended up watching I think it was uh, due to spoiler yeah, as well as maybe skewed numbers yeah i don't know um but that's yeah i mean to to go from you know one million on an average to three and a half close to four million on one specific day there's got to be something there that uh uh that contributed to that but i mean i i honestly don't know i my my hope is that it was because of big e Mm -hmm. 
right? Spoiler yeah. alert, if you haven't seen SmackDown, yeah. the ending of SmackDown saw Big E winning the Intercontinental Championship. And it was a taped show, so people knew about it. Yep. Fantastic. Love it. Yep. And I think that's probably why people tuned in. Because they didn't say when it was happening on the show. They only said, it only showed that it was happening. Mm-hmm. Right? So whoever these these journalists were that were putting out these uh, spoilers were were very good at keeping that little bit of suspense. Minus a few. I did find a few that said exactly when things happened. But for the majority, they did not. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I think people are thinking Big E won that, the Intercontinental Championship from Sami Zayn. I have to watch this. So they tuned in at the beginning and then as the time progressed, people kind of fell away going, eh, well, yeah, yeah I know it happened, whatever now. <laughs> yeah, right? the, uh, they still managed to stay above the 2 million mark, which is which is also very interesting. But, uh, I mean, you know, even just when you look at internet wrestling community and some of the other kind of journalists, quote-unquote, oh, well, you know, they're, they're, this is, oh, WWE's back on the rise, or they're, they're doing fantastic now, and, you know, oh, this is going to be great, or we're, we're returning in the right direction. This is one show. Yeah. Let's be realistic. This is one <laughs> program. One. Right? When you look back into, uh, you know, the real kind of heyday of wrestling, I mean, we, we had a lot higher numbers than this. So, I mean, this is by no means, oh, everything is fixed now. Everything's okay with WWE. <laughs> by no means, folks. And uh, so, I mean, quite frankly, I think this was just people who are fans of WWE happen to be at home. It's Christmas time. They put the TV on and they, they, they happen to tune in. I think it's yeah. an anomaly in the readings and I, I'm not reading too much into it, honestly, this point i no, mean me uh, not to take anything away from from biggies winning the intercontinental title i think i think that was fantastic long overdue personally in my opinion um oh, yes. i mean he should be up higher i've i've actually said before that i, th- I felt that he should have broken away from the new day and have gone Long on a run ago. by himself because i mean he is more than capable of having a, a good run near the top. Maybe oh, yeah. maybe not like world champion for like long-term kind of run, but I mean, he's somebody who could be a disruptor uh, oh, yes. at, at the higher yep. level. And I always felt that even when he was in NXT. So, uh, it should have been a long time ago. Yeah, but, uh, you know, at, at least, uh, you know, he did you know, get to that point. So, yes. yeah, um, interested to see kind of what uh, they'll continue to do with him. And uh, SmackDown, even though it's 4 million views, it still really doesn't quite have me interested. There wasn't really enough outside of that to really pique my interest. So Unfortunately n- not. Nothing against SmackDown. But, uh, all right, man. So let us, um, yeah, we got one more topic before we take a bit of a brief break here. Let us talk. This is um, an interesting one here, Carl. And I'll pull this up. And we are talking about WWE and Impact Wrestling because... Why I have them side by side here is there are a fair amount of impact talents that their contracts are getting ready to expire and that WWE have their eyes on, all right? So I'm uh, pulling up the, the list. I screenshot this um, you know, as I was coming up with the topics here. And these are the names yeah. that they are apparently interested in, okay? So we're talking Taya Valkyrie right at the very top, right? Logical choice. Moose, I think would be a fantastic one. Rosemary would be absolutely fantastic, especially in the NXT side of things. I think she would be a great addition to that women's roster there. Rhino, Rhino back in WWE again. I don't know about that one. Uh, Willie Mack, um, I would prefer to see him kind of stay. He is very good at where he's at. Uh, Rich Swan, um, I would say probably not. 
because they would forget about him. Uh, Jordan Grace is an interesting one, possibly. Uh, Kira Hogan, uh, I would like to see her maybe in NXT. Uh, she could be interesting there. So some interesting names, uh, especially, I think, um, Ty Valkyrie and Rosemary are, are the two ones that stand out to me on that list that um, I could see them uh, very actively pursuing. I definitely could too. Uh, my only issue is that if they were to do Taya Valkyrie and uh, Rosemary, that they're just going to get lost in absolutely everything, even in NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, and I don't want to see that. No. They are the focus right now of Impact Wrestling. Yeah. They are. In the women's division, yep. they're the focus right now. Jordan Grace, kind of kind of mid side now Kira Hogan same thing she's she's more of like the mid mid side uh, of things but I mean those those other two Valkyrie and and Rosemary are at the top of the top at yeah. Impact Wrestling right now yeah so I don't want to see them go to NXT because they're just going to get lost and they're not going to get used properly Willie Mack definitely I do not want to see Willie Mack go to NXT because he has a good thing going People are starting to know the name Willie Mack. Yeah. If he goes to WWE or NXT, he's going to get used improperly, and that name is going to go. Um, okay, I'm going to put it this way. Yep. All of those names that you mentioned, I don't want to see them go to the WWE. No. I would rather, if their contracts are up, let them re-sign with Impact move to New Japan, maybe if they want a lighter schedule, do some stuff with the NWA. Mm -hmm. Or you take a collection of these people that their contracts have expired and you start some little faction that can go to AEW Mm. because AEW seems to be pretty high on the factions. So then you kind of use Impact and AEW both to pay these people. So they're contracted pretty much under both companies. You know what I'm saying? That's interesting. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, I could definitely see something like that happening. And would I rather that? Yes, I definitely would. Um, I love Rhino. I do, but Rhino's got to stay in impact wrestling so that we can continue everything that's happening with him and Heath. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I, I don't want to see that fail. Uh, Heath Slater is an amazing talent. He 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 really is. I've always enjoyed watching him work, and to see him, uh, you know, doing some stuff with Impact. I want I want that to continue. So Rhino's got to stay there, even if they don't become a tag team or do anything like that, just so that Heath gets in there, right? Because because man, he's got kids. He's, <laughs> he does. He's, he's got kids. He's got kids. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And um, yeah. I- and that's always seems to be that trend. Like, I mean, like almost literally like every other site, I don't mean to throw, like, I don't want to throw everybody under the bus on this, but it's like, whenever there's talent available, it's like, okay, who's going to WWE? It's like every single time I see in the, in the article, it's like, why are we just talking about that? Why are we not talking about ring of honor? Why are we not, we're not talking yeah. about impact or AEW? There's a lot of other companies out there. This United wrestling, uh, uh, thing that, that, that's, that, that's, that's starting to become more in the forefront. I mean, that's, yeah, it doesn't always have to be that company. You see that? You you mentioned Ring of Honor. Where <laughs> yeah. have they been? 
Yeah, where, where, yeah, where <laughs> as I mentioned at yeah. the beginning, where have they yeah. been? Like, I, I, it didn't even come to my mind to think of any of these guys going over to Ring of Honor yeah. right now. They've um, actually been doing some stuff. I mean, Final Battle happened not too long ago. Uh, yeah. They've just been kind of silently kind of operating in the background, and their products is actually really good right now. They're doing well, the, yeah. the, the, the Empty Arena show is actually pretty good with them. They pull it off well, uh, as do. opposed to the New Japan America thing, which hasn't really uh, quite caught on yet, but I'm not ready to give up on it yet. But uh, nope. yeah, Ring of Honor's there. Just uh, they're oh, just yeah. they're just oh, kind of yeah. just below the surface there. For guys like you and I, I mean, we we definitely know that yeah. uh, that it's there, and and uh, I'm sure you watch just just as I do. I definitely yep. do. Um, but yeah, for the mainstream, right? Like for a while, it, it was talked about uh, WWE and Ring of Honor might be competition for them, and Impact might be competition, and you know, like all of these different companies were, were taught. They were talked about. Oh, they might, they could be competition for. And now you really don't mainstream hear about them anymore. So a lot of people are um, kind of dumbfounded yeah. about where and where they can see and stuff like that, right? So it's yeah. it's kind of yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, so I'm, I'll be curious to, to see where, where they end up or even better yet to see them stay right where they're at uh, because, uh, you know, impact, you know, they need to to keep going and uh, yes. I just hate to oh, see yeah. them kind of go on a downturn again because it's like with impact, it's like a roller coaster with this company. Yeah. So uh, I like to see them kind of yeah. uh, level out a little bit. All right, man, let us take a bit of a brief break here, and we are going to come back with our Match of the Week segment and then follow by that with our Showstopper segment. So let's take a brief break and hear from our friends over at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow. The wrestling brand. The dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. All right, guys. I almost said Big Joe again. I'm still getting used to the to the name change. Thanks, Joe, for changing my name down. No, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Mighty Joe and uh, Carl Careful back here on Turnbuckle Talk. And as you heard from our friend Mr. Al Snow, uh, make sure and go and check out CollarAndElbowBrand.com. And while you're there, uh, make sure and use promo code JK Podcast to get 10% off your entire order there. Um, they have so much great apparel and hats oh, yeah. and shirts and stuff there. I mean, it is ridiculous. They have so much good stuff here. If you're looking for a gift, uh, well, we're done with Christmas now, but if there's some birthdays coming up and you have a professional wrestling fan in your family, this is a perfect gift. 
Oh, yes, definitely is. And make sure that promo code again, JK Podcast, you're going to get 10% off your entire order, whether it is new merchandise or clearance merchandise that they have as well. So go and check them out. Collarandelbowbrand.com. Absolutely. Okay, Carl, let us go to our match of the week segment. All right, man, since this is our last episode of 2020, I figured we'd do something a little bit different. And I thought we would do kind of our match of this week. And then since it's the last episode of the year, we do our match of the year. I mean, we normally, you know, traditionally on this, on Turnbuckle Talk, you know, we've done like a best and worst of uh, throughout the entire episode, but we didn't do that this week. But we are going to just do this one thing here. But uh, before we get to the match of the year, what was your match of this past week, Carl? Because I have a sneaking suspicion that maybe we got the same pick. I didn't even pick a match of the week. <laughs> I was focused on match of the year, to be honest with you. No worries. Well, <laughs> I'll pick my match of the week. Okay. All right, man. And it actually was the match that we talked about earlier. We're talking Serena Deeb versus Thunder Rosa for that NWA Women's Championship match, or uh, belt, sorry. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch that, like we had mentioned, just women's professional wrestling at its finest, um, just go watch it. Um, you know, If you're thinking about it right now, just after the podcast is done, go and watch it. Just just yes. do yourself a favor and go and watch it. So match of the year, though, uh, what do you have for your match of the year here, Carl? I have a feeling that you got a good one. Uh, it happened recently. Yep. Um, and, and to be honest, for me, anyways, personally, this was maybe not the best worked match, mm-hmm. but for me, the most um, interesting and, and emotional for me anyways. And I'm talking John Moxley versus Kenny Omega mm-hmm. for the AEW championship. Um, it just, just amazing. I mean, considering that I've, that I've met both of these guys, um, I've seen both of these guys work live um, on the Chris Jericho cruise. <laughs> you can still book a spot in reserve. Yep. ChrisJerichoCruise.com. Go and check that out. Um, yeah. I mean, I, just just for me emotionally anyways like it was just fantastic uh, having like i said met both of these guys talked with both of these guys everything was just amazing john how are you good to see you thank you for stopping by um right now we're talking i don't know how long you've been on here john but right now we're talking our match of the year and for me anyways my match of the year i'm talking about uh, john moxley and uh kenny omega um emotional just emotional for me for those reasons. Um, the match itself was good. It was great as well. Like, don't get me wrong. It definitely was a good match. But um, just on an emotional level, that was it. Mighty Joe, what's yours? I have a feeling you already know um, what mine is going to be. And you know, some of our regular uh, listeners and viewers will likely know as well. As you had mentioned, emotional matches. And this definitely falls into that category. We are talking the final for the Best of Super Juniors from New Japan Pro Wrestling. El Desperado versus Hiromu Takahashi. Oh my goodness. Uh, again, this is another one. If you have not watched it, uh, go subscribe to New Japan World if you haven't already and go and watch this match. I believe they even have it separated as its own separate match that you can watch just by itself. And I mean, just talk about an emotional match and just great storytelling in that ring. And just that, again, that moment when El Desperado takes his own mask off and stares down Haruma and says, okay, now it's on like Donkey Kong and we're going to find out who, I mean, these guys literally threw like 
everything at each other and couldn't beat each other until that very end. I mean, just oh, absolutely yeah. fan friggin' tastic. My match of the year, and I even said it, it may be my match of the decade. It's that good. So uh, that's some pretty high praise there, I think. Oh, definitely it is. <laughs> so yeah, some good stuff there, man. And and just outside of that too, you know, there's dude. We we could probably spend a whole episode talking other standout matches. There's there definitely were a lot of them, but uh, for me, that one ranks right at the, at the top. And yours is good, really good too. Uh, they did a really good job with that match in AEW, and it's kind of branched out to, uh, to some other stuff uh, with Kenny over in Impact, and now potentially yes. uh, Moxley with some other stuff if he can get over to Japan possibly. So yeah, uh, they have an opportunity to really have some good branching storylines going on there because. You know, they've been suffering a little bit on that on the EW side but there's an opportunity there to really kind of build on that so curious to see oh, if they yeah. can capitalize uh, I, I hope so the timing isn't all that great given what's going on but I'm hope, hoping that, uh, that they can kind of turn it around Okay, so let us, um, no, we're not going to take another break but uh, we're going to go to our showstopper segment here and uh, here we go All right, so for our Showstopper segment this week, it's kind of an easy one. Again, you know, we're wrapping up the year that is 2020 for our podcast, 199 episodes. I could just, to, to kind of briefly kind of look back here, Carl, uh, it's been quite the journey, uh, you know, where we started from just being wrestling fans to now we are one episode away from reaching a milestone that not too many podcasts get to. And uh, I'm very proud of what we've done so far. It's, you know, it's had its ups and downs, uh, just like with everything else, but damn, uh, it's it feels good to uh, to still be going strong. It has been honestly struggle after struggle after struggle after struggle, but then win after win after win after win, and it has been like you said up and down. But two hundred episodes, yeah. Lots of other podcasters don't even get to like fifty episodes. So for us to now be embarking on to 200 episodes is honestly mind-blowing. Yep. Um, and that's, we have to say that that's 200 episodes when we went out on our own. Yeah. So before that, we had, what, maybe 35, 40 that we did with the uh, with Energy Rock Radio, yep, uh, and it, which was an and which is an internet radio uh, broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, they had us for a while, and then we just went independent. And since going independent, we've done two, we've done 199 episodes. <laughs> but next week we will be doing our 200th episode. Mighty Joe, do you do you want to talk about that 200th episode at all? Uh, I, I do briefly, but I do want to touch a little bit more on kind of, of our history a little bit. Uh, you know, going back even a little bit further before you and I started doing Turnbuckle Talk, I want to make sure and absolutely mention uh, this, starting off that this show wasn't originally called Turnbuckle Talk. It was originally called The Wrestling Recap uh, that I was the, the co-host on and our friend uh, Kyle uh, Espensheed, uh, Mustang Man, who is no longer with us. Uh, that is where this program really had its roots and started. And then unfortunately when Kyle passed away, um, I kind of took over the, the reins and then brought you on and it's flourished and it's expanded since then. And, and I mean, just along the way, you know, the people that we've met, uh, actual wrestlers, actual, actual talent. And then with Ryan K. Bowman at the grill position and Mr. Melkor and then the, the Rick and Jargo, the HTM, I mean, just, that's just to name a few of the, the individuals. And then, you know, the, the kind of stuff that really kind of, you know, 
as content creators, I'm sure everybody kind of gets these moments. It's, just, you know, you're like, well, you know, why are we still doing this? And, and then, you know, you get these moments. Like the other day when you got, we got an inbox on our Facebook page, Mr. Javier, uh, uh, Javier Ost, I believe is uh, his name, how it's pronounced. And just saying, you know, that, uh, you know, I've been watching you guys for a long time and you guys do a really good job. And even just something like that happens and it just kind of reminds you again of, you know, why we continue this when you get, when you get somebody just completely out of the wild saying, hey, you know, I enjoy what you guys do. And it uh, reminds us of why we uh, enjoy doing what we do. Little stuff like that. And like I said, you know, and just the the friends and the partnerships that we've met and and established along the way, that's been absolutely incredible. And it's something that I didn't really kind of anticipate going into it, just the the connections and the people um, inside, right? And and getting to talk to some people, uh, especially some of the wrestlers and going, and and getting on a first name basis with some of these people. It's, (laughs) dude, like it's just, it's, Wow, it's a lot to Especially when you call Teddy Teddy Long's hotline number (laughs) and he answers the phone. That was one of the best. best. Right? Just simply amazing. Definitely amazing, right? And then, you know, names like Jeff Jarrett calling us. uh, I can't can't remember where he was. Um, I remember. Where? Where was he? Uh, I believe he was in Knoxville and he was coming out of the gym. Okay, Tennessee, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's coming home from the gym and then he's in in Tennessee and it starts snowing snowing. in Tennessee. And he goes, and I think think we were still, I think we were still live going uh, with him at the time when he says, it must be because you you Canadians, it's <laughs> snowing in Tennessee. After he left the gym, called us on Skype yep. while driving, and he just got home, pulled into his driveway, and to tell us that it is snowing because he's talking to a bunch of Canadians. It was like, <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, you had mentioned, you know, you know, Teddy. Uh, I, I believe it's still the case when you call his his personal phone. Um, he has like an answering service. And it it picks up exactly like you would expect with Teddy. Uh, he's he we mentioned before. You know, Teddy isn't a character in professional wrestling. Teddy is just that. That's just him. Mm-hmm. And it, it's absolutely fantastic uh, talking with him, uh, uh, meeting our friend Jazzy. Um, I mean, uh, just dude. I, I mean, I'd almost be afraid to to list everybody. Uh, I'm be afraid of forgetting somebody. So right. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic. And you had mentioned episode 200. Uh, that's going to be happening on on January 4th. Um, yes. Same, actually, the same day as the day one of um, uh, New Japan's uh, Wrestle Kingdom show. So that's going to be a busy day, uh, followed by another day of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. So yeah, um, yeah we're gonna have. Um, it's going to be a full house, right? So we're, we're talking Mr. Ryan K. Bowman, uh, Mr. Melkor, uh, working with the OVW, and Rick and Jargo, and we should be having Spencer Love as well uh, on top of us. So right. uh, it's going to be one hell of an episode. And essentially what we're going to do is uh, everybody's pitching in a topic, and we're going to do a roundtable discussion. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it, really looking forward to that. Oh, me too. I mean, a bunch of guys that we're just, we're, we're, we're friends with now. Because of these connections that we talked about. Yeah. So over the 200 episodes, we've made these connections with these people. And uh, it's, it's, we've become family is what it is. Um, whether it's, you know, old ones from, you know, Ryan Bowman, uh, Papa Bear, you know, come, and then meeting Mike and, uh, uh, you know, Jargo and, and Rick. And then, you know, even recently meeting up with Spencer. And then, you know, like we've all just become family now and it's, it's, it's fantastic. And it's going to be so exciting just to sit down and just shoot the shit, 
just in a in a in a nice easy going setting that's that's what we're going to make the 200th episode where it's we're going to have a little bit of structure like we normally do yeah but we're, we're we just want to do something fun with our friends for all of you so make sure make sure january 4th that you're joining us here on our facebook you can find us at tb talk pod actually at tb talk pod is where you find us on facebook instagram and twitter but 100% make sure that you, you find us on Facebook or you can find us on YouTube. Just look for the logo. It's there. And we will be doing our broadcast at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, January 4th on Facebook and on YouTube. We want you guys there as well. We want you guys interacting with us. Use those comment sections and talk with us so that we can be involved with you, our listeners and our fans. Absolutely. You know, and in a world of a lot of so much negativity and uh, the internet wrestling community on social media and, and on a lot of these reporting sites and whatnot, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be like a big love in this episode. And it's going to be, it's the one thing that, that kind of brings us all together, a love and a passion for not only talking about professional wrestling, but watching it and, yes. uh, and whatnot. So it, it's I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a very positive uh, thing and just in a, in a world of so much negativity going on that we're going to try and bring in some positivity um, to it as well. So uh, we're just really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's been, it's been quite the journey to get to this point and uh, we're only just getting started. That's right. <laughs> 2021 is going to be another great year for us. We said this at, in 2019 as well. We said that we're going to continue on and strive forward and push forward. And by God, we did. And, uh, you know, now we're coming up to the end of 2020 into 2021. And the, the sentiment is still the same. We're going to push forward. We're going to continue on. And we're going to continue to bring, bring you these broadcasts, whether we have two people watching or whether we have 200,000 people watching doesn't matter. Because we love this and we love giving this to you guys. So we're going to continue to do it. That's all there is to it. Well, since we have a little bit of time left here, Colonel, we're talking about looking forward to 2021. Mm-hmm. What would you like to see out of professional wrestling coming up in the next year? Oh, back to basics. Yeah. I think that's that's the biggest thing. And, and we're, uh, we're seeing that a little bit with like the NWA. Okay, they're going back to basics. Um, I, I, I don't think that we really need to have all this over-the-top theatrical shit that's been happening. I just want to see back to basics, good, classic, professional wrestling. Give me 70s and 80s style professional wrestling. I'm happy with that. And I know that it's going to be super hard because of, you know, that dead lady K. What, K, K, her last name's what, Fabe? Yeah, K yeah. Fabe, <laughs> right? Because she's dead. Right. It's going to be hard to kind of do that. But if enough people kind of get on board and suspend their disbelief just for a little bit, which is what professional wrestling should be anyways, a time for you to relax, sit back, suspend your disbelief and just let go. Yeah. Right. And that's what I want to see you get back to. I think you really hit the nail on the head with that, Carl, because especially with right now, you know, we can't operate as we normally would with professional wrestling. And I think we're trying to, to force a lot of the, you know, this theatrical stuff. And, you know, when we're, we're trying to manufacture, uh, especially in the WWE side of things, you know, with the, the fake crowd audio and whatnot, we, we can only really work with the basics right now. So just focus on that and make that really strong. I think you, you nailed it 
perfectly. You know, while we're still dealing with these restrictions, let's go with that approach, you know, and then, and then once we can get an audience back into these arenas and these stadiums, then we could start going more with the other aspects of it. But like you said, back to the basics, I agree 100% mm-hmm. with that. That's the right approach. Even after this whole pandemic, fake demic, whatever you want to call it, um, after all these restrictions and whatever are taken off and fans do get back into the arenas, I don't want to see it change back. I don't want to see it go back to this theatrical crap, this pandering to the hard camera <laughs> all the time. Like, cut yeah. that shit out. Cut it out. Just give me good professional wrestling. That's all I want. And I think that you'll notice the fans, if you just start going out there and giving some good professional wrestling, including a little bit of good, like hardcore once in a while type of matches, right? Because everybody kind of loves that every once in a while. So we're going to have to include stuff like that. Um, You know, getting back just to those simple basics and even like, like a strap match, right? Or a bull rope match or something like that, right? Is going to, going to, that, that, that small little thing that's going to bring people in, right? And it's, it's, it's going to, it's going to entice them. And then more people are going to want to start to watch. And then more people are going to come to the shows because they want to see that live now. It's, it's basic, simple, back to basics. I agree 100%. All right, man. Well, before we wrap, uh, wrap up for this week, uh, anything else you want to plug before we uh, head on out? I just want to make sure that everybody continues to follow us on our social media. Like I said, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TB Talk Pod. We do have a YouTube channel as well. I, it's a super long, strung <laughs> out letters, numbers, characters, whatever. Just go there, type in Turnbuckle Talk Podcast or Turnbuckle Talk and look for the logo. There it is. <laughs> and uh, you'll you'll be able to find it. Uh, uh, subscribe to that. Click that notification bell so that every time that we start a live video, you're going to get notified for it. And it definitely will help us out, uh, whether it's a click on any of the social media or the YouTube page. And I don't want to forget about our friends over at Collar and Elbow Brand. They have been fantastic with us. We, were, we are the first Collar and Elbow Brand sponsored podcast and fantastic for that. Al... Al Snow, Rod, guys, thank you so much for everything that you've yeah. been doing. And they've even been helping out so much with it, with the Fallen Stars that we've talked about uh, during this episode as well. They've made some custom shirts for them. Yeah. And uh, proceeds from those shirts have been going to the families. So we want to make sure that everybody supports that. We do have one other sponsor. If you're into fitness and you're into health supplements, go and check out fnxfit.com. Uh, company's called Phoenix FNX, but they it's fnxfit.com is the website that you go to. Check out the great stuff they have there from protein powder to shakers to shirts to hats to workout gear to stuff to help you sleep, stuff to keep you motivated, all these different great supplements. Super greens. I love those super greens. The dragon fruit, yeah. fantastic. I love it. Go and check them out as well. Fnxfit.com. Use promo code TBTALKPOD and you'll get 15% off your entire purchase there as well. So we don't want to forget about them. Um, They do great stuff over there and we're happy to include them as well. So go and check out fnxfit.com, promo code TBTALKPOD, 15% off. Absolutely. And even if you're just on Google, if you type in turnbuckle talk, you know, this is where those times like, you know, I have to like pinch myself sometimes to, to, 
realize when what we're doing is really real and really happening. When you type in turnbuckle tug, even in incognito mode in Google, our stuff shows up right at the very top, like pictures and and uh, past episodes and whatnot. It, there it's we go. so uh, even if you're there, that's an easy way to find us as well. So, so some cool stuff there. All right, man, that is it for 2020. That is it for episode 199, and we'll be back next week with our 200th episode, and we'll see you then on the next one. It's me, it's me. It's an honor to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I'd like everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run. Thank you.